Welcome to the Marriage Success Podcast with Dr. David Stevens. The purpose of this podcast is to highlight biblical principles for building healthy marriage and family relationships. Dr. Stevens is an author, seminar leader, and relationship coach to married couples and singles in the dating game. To learn more about Dr. Stevens, please visit marriagesuccess.org. But now, let's join Dr. Stevens for today's edition of the Marriage Success Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, David Stevens. In this podcast, I will be reading an excerpt from my book, Master Keys to Marriage Success. We'll get started after this important announcement. Hello, this is Dr. David Stevens with your Marriage Success Moment for today. Learn how to listen. Effective communication cannot exist if one person is doing all of the talking. So take time to listen. You may acquire additional facts and information that could change your entire perspective about the situation. And this is your marriage success moment for today. This message was brought to you by marriagesuccess.org. You're listening to the Marriage Success Podcast with author and seminar leader, Dr. David Stevens. Welcome back to the podcast. In today's podcast, I will be reading an excerpt from my book, Master Keys to Marriage Success. You can get your personal copy of this book on Amazon.com. It's available in paperback and Kindle download. Now, let's get started with the Marriage Success Keys for today. Keys to positive communication. It's not uncommon for married couples to accuse one another from time to time. However, based upon my experience as a counseling coach, sometimes the accusations are true. Because of the stresses of day-to-day life, there may be an occasional slip of the tongue or a bit of sarcasm tossed in when husbands and wives communicate with one another. In some instances, a husband or wife may say the wrong thing at the wrong time. On other occasions, they may turn inward and keep silent when an honest, open discussion is needed. But if a marriage is going to survive, couples need to develop good communication habits early in the relationship. The following pointers are offered to help foster better communication in your marriage. Number one, think before you speak. Always ponder the merit of your comments before you say anything and ask yourself the following questions. Question, what is my motive? Is love the motivation for me bringing up this subject or is it to retaliate for something your mate said or did earlier? Question. Is this the right time to talk about this? If your spouse needs to take time to wind down after work, respect that and offer a degree of space. Don't exert pressure for major conversation about home life or relationship issues prematurely. Keep the conversation light for a while. Question, is this the right place to talk about this? If the subject is private in nature, keep it private. Don't get overly anxious and blurt out something in public that you may regret later. Question, is this a joke or a funny story? Remember, some things that couples joke about in private are okay as long as they remain private. However, other things that you laugh about in private may embarrass or offend your spouse if voiced in public. Don't bring up private matters in public. Question, am I about to criticize my spouse? Making critical comments about your spouse in the presence of other people is a definite no-no. Critical remarks can eat away at your spouse's self-esteem and eventually destroy your marriage. 
Don't forget that when you say critical things about your spouse in the presence of other people, some folks take that as a license to say ugly things about your spouse as well. The second key to positive communication is watch your body language. Nonverbal body language can communicate love, sincerity, sensitivity, anger, hostility, fear, and many other messages. For example, your eyes can communicate anger, rebellion, intolerance, cynicism, flirtation, love, or romantic interest, all without saying a single word with your mouth. Beating on walls and tables with your fist can communicate hostility and defiance when discussing volatile issues with your spouse. But you can also use the same hand to offer your spouse loving touches of affection, appreciation, and praise. Again, without voicing a single word. Positive communication key number three, don't scream and shout. When you and your spouse have disagreements, you should avoid shouting and screaming. Shouting and screaming never make a positive contribution to any conversation between a husband and wife. Effective communication requires an atmosphere of mutual respect and patient listening. This is especially true when potentially volatile issues need to be discussed. A normal conversational tone is much more effective and more civilized. Number four. Never use insulting names. Do not call your spouse insulting names because you disagree with an idea or you disagree over a decision. Instead of verbally attacking your spouse, why not sit down and ask for more details about the situation? In the process, you may learn something that you did not know. After listening to all of the facts, you may realize that the decision that was made was not so bad after all. Even if you still disagree with the action taken by your spouse, you can explain why you believe the situation could have been handled differently without verbally attacking your spouse. Number five, make peace. Winning an argument is not the most important thing, especially if you destroy your marriage in the process. Instead of seeking to win an argument, try being more empathetic towards your spouse and attempt to understand the other side of the issue that create the conflict. Then pursue and agree upon a prompt, peaceful resolution. Number six, communicate in writing. Even though sending a text message is a socially acceptable way of communicating these days, writing love notes to your spouse, sending your spouse cards in the mail, and notes on the bathroom mirror can help inspire romance and excitement in your marriage. Thank you notes can demonstrate your appreciation for little things your spouse does to make your life better. And don't forget, letters of apology can be effective in helping you reconcile with your spouse after disagreements have occurred. Number seven, talk to God. Don't make the mistake of blaming your spouse for every negative experience in your marriage. Instead, ask God to show you what you need to do to change. Show you what you need to do to help create a more harmonious atmosphere in your home and a more loving relationship with your spouse. For the times your spouse has made obvious mistakes, don't badger him or her. Pray instead. Ask God to teach you what needs to be learned. Take time to pray together also. Devotional time spent together will enhance your intimacy and reduce the number of marital conflicts you have. Lesson summary. Keys to positive communication in marriage. Number one, think before you speak. Watch your body language is number two. Number three, tone it down. Number four, never use insulting names. Number five, make peace. Number six, communicate in writing. And number seven, talk to God. Although I've shared with you some ideas on how to improve your communication in your marriage, building a great marriage requires a merging of lifestyles, priorities, family values, 
and other things. In the early years of marriage, this merging can create tension and conflict. Even couples who passionately love one another can have one conflict after another as they attempt to reconcile their differences. If conflicts are not managed properly, disagreements can escalate into shouting matches and domestic violence also. To work through those differences, confrontation, compromise, and some basic conflict resolution skills are necessary. The following ideas may be useful in resolving some of the conflicts that are inevitable between couples. Number one, select the right place and time. Select a private, safe place and appropriate time to confront your spouse. Never confront your mate in public or in front of family members. This could cause the situation to escalate in a negative way very quickly because your mate may become defensive. And remember, if you feel the need to confront your spouse and your spouse has a history of violent or abusive behavior, it may be wise to only initiate a confrontation in the presence of a marriage therapist or pastor or counselor. This neutral party may be helpful in diffusing a potential volatile situation. Never confront your mate when he or she might be mentally preoccupied with other issues like work or school, the children, or at mealtime, because your mate will likely be too annoyed for a productive meeting. Avoid confrontation before leaving for work. If a highly volatile subject is introduced at that time, the issue could adversely affect work performance. Number two, express genuine concern only. Before the meeting begins, make a decision to limit your conversation to current events. Don't bring up past issues if they've already been settled. During the meeting, express your genuine concern and irritation without making personal attacks. Attacking your spouse with insulting names and condescending belligerent remarks will not enhance problem solving. Even if things get a little heated, use a normal tone of voice. This means screaming and shouting is a no-no. Please avoid screaming and shouting. I repeat, screaming and shouting is a no-no. Body language that may be interpreted as threatening should also be avoided. Otherwise, it may trigger a physical altercation. The use of, quote, I feel, unquote, statements instead of direct accusations about what your spouse, quote, never or, quote, always does or does not do will likely make the meeting more productive. Again, the use of I feel statements instead of direct accusations about what your spouse never or always does will likely make the meeting more productive. Using I feel statements to express how you feel when your spouse displays certain behavior should help your spouse interpret your emotional state instead of mounting a defense. And never, ever tell your spouse not to feel a particular way. This is important. Because what your mate feels is influenced by their life experiences, their emotional state, and how they personally interpret the issue they're facing. Number three, listen patiently. When your spouse is talking, patiently listen. Resist the temptation to interrupt. Your spouse deserves to be heard just like you do. While your spouse is speaking, be empathetic and attempt to understand their point of view. This is critical because the perception that your spouse has represents his or her reality until more convincing information compels them to believe otherwise. Number four, clear up misunderstandings. After listening to your spouse express his or her concerns, attempt to restate them out loud. By taking this approach, if you have misunderstood your spouse, 
They can clarify any misunderstandings before going on. You can begin this process by saying something like, if I understand you correctly, you feel or you believe and fill in the blank at that point. If you do this, your spouse will have an opportunity to clarify any misunderstandings. Number five, acknowledge problems and repent. If your spouse highlights a problem you have, acknowledge it and repent from it. Then ask him or her to forgive you. And of course, ask God to forgive you too. Keep pride out of the equation because couples must be willing to forgive one another. Anytime repentance takes place, if they desire to have a strong, healthy marriage. Just remember, repentance precedes forgiveness. Number six, modify offensive behavior. Since the word repent means change direction, it's time to modify offensive behavior after offering and receiving forgiveness. It doesn't matter what kind of behavior modification is necessary. God will help you if you really desire to change and achieve full restoration. Couples should also resist the temptation to revisit the issue that created the conflict in the first place. It is unfair to use your spouse's past failures or misdeeds as emotional leverage or manipulation. Number seven, establish new boundaries. Establish new boundaries to avoid similar conflicts in the future. Compromise will be necessary at this stage, so be willing to negotiate a compromise that inspires mutual respect. Don't hesitate at this point because you believe compromise is sinful. Compromise becomes wrong only if moral codes and biblical principles are violated. So feel free to compromise preferences and selfish desires that could be straining your marriage. But never compromise the principles of God. You should also prayerfully think through compromises that disturb your conscience because this may be a signal that you may be close to stepping outside of the will of God or you may need to learn more about the subject before making a final decision. Lesson summary, keys to resolving marital conflict. Number one, select the right place and time. Number two, express genuine concerns only. Number three, listen patiently. Number four, clear up misunderstandings. Number five, acknowledge problems and repent. Number six, modify offensive behavior. And number seven, establish new boundaries. You can get your personal copy of this book on Amazon.com. It's available in paperback and Kindle download. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast. If you would like to hear Dr. David Stevens in person, he conducts seminars and does keynote speaking for special events. Dr. Stevens is currently offering a free seminar to churches in the metro area of Birmingham, Alabama. This free seminar can be tailored to address the needs of couples, singles, and manhood mentoring events. To book a free seminar at your church, please visit marriagesuccess.org for more information. When you visit the website, you can purchase books by Dr. Stevens, which include Master Keys to Marriage Success, Manhood Challenge, and Dating Game Pitfalls. To book a free seminar or to purchase eBooks and paperbacks by Dr. Stevens, please visit marriagesuccess.org. You can also reach Dr. Stevens by email at dstevens at marriagesuccess.org. Thanks again for joining us on today's podcast. And remember, love can last a lifetime.